Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast. I'm Steve Blank. On this edition of the podcast, Catherine Sidman hosts Harry Resin live from the show floor of Concentration 2019 in Pala, California. Over the last 17 years, Harry has consistently grown top quality cannabis, which was used by various coffee shops and medical patients in Amsterdam, and has become one of Europe's leading experts on the subject of medical cannabis. Additionally, he's the founder of Herb, a vertically integrated mobile dispensary in the Bay Area. He's also a founding partner in the genetics company CGI, the Cannabis Genetics Institute, with Nico Escondido, the chief cannabis officer of High Times. Without further ado, Catherine Sidman and Harry Rezin, live from the show floor of Concentration 2019 in Pala, California. Thank you so much for joining me on the Cannabis Today podcast. Here we, This is Catherine Sidman, and we are here at the Concentration 2019 expo floor and in the hot seat i have harry resin harry how are you good i'm good happy to be here um you and i met about 35 seconds ago we did why don't you tell tell us something about yourself what brings you here so i'm here i was hosting a panel and i as well write for the magazine um been in the cannabis industry for close to 20 years now lived first in amsterdam where i was part of the nascent seed industry that started there in the late 90s then stayed there until things changed more on the U.S. side and eventually came here about five years ago to do a very large marker-assisted breeding program. That spun into the new California legalization system, so I ended up with a few licenses, and now I have a vertically integrated cannabis company in the Bay Area. And when you say vertically integrated, so you're going from cultivation through... to table, so to speak. Wow, okay. Yeah, we produce our own cultivars. We then grow those cultivars. We then extract those cultivars and then sell flowers, sell... And under oils. what under what brand are you doing this? Do you have multiple Currently, companies? We have multiple companies. Currently, it's the parent company is called Herb SF, U-R-B-S-F. Mm-hmm. And from there, we're developing a bunch of different things. Yeah, like what? Tell me more. Just a bunch of different products. I can't really go into it right now because we're sort of just in the process of starting them. But mm-hmm. different topicals, different edibles. Mm-hmm. We have a few different scientists that are working with us that come from Bayer and different companies to look at increasing bioavailability and increasing Mm -hmm. the way in which the cannabinoids are processed by your body, making the edibles more measured and more um, Mm -hmm. strong is the wrong word, but more impactful, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, are you talking about bioavailability? Yes. Okay. And so talk to me a little bit about that because I hear a lot of conflicting things. Well, most edibles are not bioavailable because as we know we have a fat and a lipid system and it's very hard to break the blood barrier in that Mm -hmm, case mm -hmm. especially with certain topicals and especially with certain edibles because by the time the edible's been broken down in your stomach and then processed into your liver where the cb2 receptors are taking it into your bloodstream it's been diluted to such an extent that usually they say it's about a one to five ratio So if you're eating a five milligram edible, you're actually consuming in your body about one milligram of THC. Interesting. Interesting. And is that true for people who have other cannabinoids in their system also? Or so it's, but it is more psychoactive after it gets processed through your liver. It's psychoactive no matter what. Like the reality is that people will tell you these things are not psychoactive. They are psychoactive. Mm-hmm. I smoked Delta 8, which is supposed to be not psychoactive. It was psychoactive. I smoked THCV. It's psychoactive. Mm-hmm. Now, well, it might be CBD, modulating. CBD, um, which is not psychoactive, if it makes you feel better, 
is that psychoactive? I mean, I, I guess I well, guess. Well, to the, me, psychoactive is in their mind. It's changing the way in which you process thought. It's it's having a more psychedelic type of effect on you mm-hmm. rather than a physical effect. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I don't really know. Effect is effect. Right. Right. Um, you said you said that you had brought on some chemists from Bear. Mm-hmm. I, I, in this industry, Bear can be kind of a scary sounding corporation. In this industry, if people are not awake, every corporation that once this becomes legal, that's going to step in and crush most of these corporations that are existing now. Yeah. And they need to wake up to how America is. Yeah. And how is America? Tell me about that. The little guy often gets crushed by the big guy because the big guy has more money and wants more money. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. It's pretty simple. And and there's really no reason not to think that that's coming to Canada. Oh, it is coming 100%. If you think that Marlboro, if you th- like... Why do you think Constellation brands and all these companies are getting in bed with the Canadians? Because right now, Canada federally legalized it. The reality is there's going to be things that will change this industry in such a way that in five years from now, it's probably not going to look any way in which the way it now looks. Really? Yeah. And um, you you say that in a very matter-of-fact way, and I, I think that you're really spot on and correct. I'm a realist. It's hard to be a realist in the cannabis industry, isn't it? For most people, I've been doing this for 20 years when all these people would have called me, I don't want to use that word, but would have said that what I'm doing is illegal or what I'm saying is this, you fall Mm -hmm. into this type, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, For many years, my father couldn't tell people what I did because he was embarrassed by it because Mm -hmm. he ran a big publicly traded company Mm -hmm. and he felt like his son in the cannabis industry was was nothing of importance and now look at how this industry has blown up around this thing that was for many years legal for many years now illegal so Mm -hmm. ultimately it's attracted a certain type of person which now eventually will be weeded out once the big businesses come in and take over Mm -hmm. effectively do you see do you see a place in the market that remains for the craft or uh boutique i'd like to hope so you see it with other things like beer and wine Mm -hmm. and um now even in the beverage industry with kombucha and specialized Mm -hmm. teas or specialized soft drinks but I think there's going to be a degree of homogeny because it, it's also going to be hard to compete. That the reality now is the brands that are finding success are not the 90 and $100 brands. Although there's a degree of success, the brands that are coming out with things that are cost, rather cost efficient, so to speak, mm-hmm. are the ones that are thriving and capturing mm-hmm. more market share. Mm-hmm. Because if you're consuming cannabis, which most of the users are on a regular basis, then you can't afford to spend $85 for three joints buying an eighth of top quality flour. You're going to look for an ounce for 200 bucks or an ounce for 150 bucks. And yeah, it might not be great, but it'll get you high. And for the most part, that's why you're smoking it if you're Mm -hmm. a daily user. Same with concentrates. I smoke a lot. There's only so much I'm going to go out so many times and buy a $55 pre-roll or buy a $100, $80 gram of, of amazing concentrate when the reality is how much better is that amazing concentrate to some brands that are putting out $30 and $40 concentrate? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's not actually that much better. It's not like you're getting a 200% mm-hmm. cannabinoid ratio instead of an 80%. Mm-hmm. They're all about taste and flavor. And in some cases, you can still get that at a more efficient price. Sure, and that 
Um, and I don't always know that there's a quality, that it's so much of a quality difference. I think a lot of the perceived difference of the really expensive brands is a perceived brand-based difference. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I mean, shoes, right? You spent way more money on your shoes than I spent on mine. But a lot of the reasons that you bought those shoes are esoteric. It's not because it supported your arch better necessarily, or it, right? I mean, you're looking at the way. But I wouldn't necessarily looks, agree with that. Feels really. Tell me why. Because you could go out, and I've bought jeans for thirty dollars, and I've mm-hmm. bought jeans for fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and you might be buying into a marketing and a store experience with mm-hmm. the fifteen hundred dollar jeans, mm-hmm. but you're also buying a garment that. Does, I've never washed them. They've never torn. I wear them all the time. They mm-hmm. still maintain the same color and the mm-hmm. same fabric density. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about a, and this is a rare case, but you're talking about a product that in some cases can be better based on the quality of the materials that are being used, mm-hmm. based on many factors. Mm-hmm. Now, is it maybe something that is a hundred to one difference? Right. That might not be the case. Right. Right. But I think and they had to find you. I mean, so in that specific example, they needed to find their customer because there was a guy who right. was willing, as bad of an idea as that is, to spend $1,500 on a pair of jeans. So they had to be able to find you Absolutely. to do it. And if you produce a product that's good, and if there's a customer for it, you're going to be okay. True. But how many people buy that $1,500 jean versus right. the Levi's for 80 you are going to find that unless you could sustain selling one mm-hmm. or two a month potentially versus mm-hmm. selling 50 a week, yeah, then that business model will work for you. Mm-hmm. But generally, most people need the cash flow and would rather have more money coming in on a weekly basis for a lower price point. And that's why I think you see some of the brands that were originally higher-end brands have, in fact, come out with stuff that is more affordable because they realize that it's, in cannabis especially, it's not always a quality difference. Yeah, okay, you might target somebody by them thinking that a 32% flower is going to get them more high than the 18% flower, but Mm -hmm. that's also a myth and mostly in their heads. I've Mm -hmm. had flowers that are 18% Mm -hmm. that have secondary cannabinoids and that have secondary terpenes and that the entourage effect from that cannabis ended up getting me way more high than something at 28 or 29%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, because, yeah, and if you think about, you know, the plant and what it's doing, if all the energy is going into that THC production instead of producing the other things, then you really, you know, the plant only had so much to give. And if it gives it all in that one package of THC, then there are just other things that it didn't have the energy to produce, right? Totally. So so where do your customers fit in? So in the business that you're building, are your customers buying $30 jeans or $1,500 jeans or something in the middle? Ultimately, I'm a high-end guy. We're going to have a lot of high-end products, but we don't plan on leaving anyone out. So at the same time, we're going to be offering products that also fit into a more affordable range, but that you don't necessarily lose the quality on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and where do you see the biggest differentiation? Do you like cartridges, edibles, what sort of finished products do you feel like um, you can get maybe the most bang for your consumer dollar? For me, mostly just a straight up concentrate, a, a one gram jar of sauce mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. butter or something that has a nice flavor, nice consistency. Mm-hmm. I'm not really picky as far as consistency because I've had things that are wonderful diamonds and then you pick three diamonds out of your one gram jar and then you're left with a terpene layer that's maybe tested at 50% because there's no homogeny there. So yeah, it looks great to dab like a 0.3 crystalline, but at the same time, I want something that's going to last 
for maybe 10 hits or eight hits. And right. I think that a well homogenized oil is still one of the best bangs for your buck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of your well, company and, and what you're producing, how do you produce oil? How do you want to manufacture that? Are you are you an oh, ethanol guy? Are you a CO2 guy? Or a, oh, I love BHO. Mostly BHO. What is What beats that? To me, nothing. For fragrance, for the bouquet, for efficiency, for process Even if you time, can imagine for safety. CapEx, OpEx, all of it. Yeah. I think I think hydrocarbon extracts win. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. As would the California Department of Public Health, because I met the head who wrote the Prop 65 guidelines for the cancer warnings for the state. And she actually laughed because she goes, you guys are using all these things to get away from BHO when BHO is actually the best solvent and the safest solvent you could be using. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. BHO is the safest solvent. Butane is the to safest tell solvent. The fire marshal in Long Beach. Well, not per se necessarily <laughs> when you're extracting something, oh, unless you're using consumer. for the consumer because it has such a low temperature burn off mm-hmm. that for the most part, even someone that doesn't know what they're doing at room temperature, if they leave their extract out, right. it will come down to zero ppm. Right, right. It doesn't want to be there. Correct. They want to leave the building. There's ethanol and all these things. Try smoking that. It well, is not good. Well, no. And, and, and in food pharmaceutical processing, butane is an FDA-recognized food-grade solvent. Um, they use it to make chicken McNuggets. You can't make a McNugget without butane and probably lots of other nasty stuff. Who knew, right? Um, so, I mean, butane is in things, it, it, it is not in things, but was utilized in the processing of things that we find very banal and yeah. we serve all the time, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the nose knows. You know, I've smelled a lot of concentrates and there's just nothing like a good BHO, PHO, for sure, for sure. I haven't sure. heard that in a long time. Actually, I have an f- old friend in Amsterdam. We called him the nose because he oh, was boy. so good with his scent. Mm-hmm palette that he could pick out any strain and knew exactly what everything was and he always said the nose nose and yeah. he happened to have a not a big but a kind of big nose <laughs> so what's what's next what's next for uh for harry rosen more of a wait and see paradigm i'm somebody that's not in a rush to swim with sharks i'd rather sit by the pool and watch everyone else get eaten up <laughs> and then and then when the blood clears from the water i'll swim in the blood go for it go for a nice dip and well, most likely it will it help there. my skin and keep me young. Um, well, you know what? And if it's the blood of virgins, maybe drink exactly. a little too. You could go immortality. Exactly. Um, mention bear, mention swimming in the blood of virgins. So I don't know how this is going to play out on social media, but I don't think Harry <laughs> Resin gives a darn. So He does not. Thank you. My pleasure. So how can thank people you. get in touch with you if they want Find to? Find me on Instagram, Harry Resin on Instagram. I mm-hmm. have a website as well, harryresin.com. Okay, and you can find me. And you're you're at these shows. You provide a wealth of information. And the next time I'm shopping for fifteen hundred dollars jeans, I might just bump into you. Yeah, great. All right, sounds Harry. good. Thanks. thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me. To learn more or to contact Harry Resin, visit harryresin.com. For more awesome Cannabis Today content, visit canna-today.com. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. To join the conversation, connect with us on social media. Thanks again for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast.